1: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
2: Hey guys, welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast with me, Kenzie Elizabeth, and my producer, Taylor.
3: I think it's been four shows that I've been away. Has it really been four? Or maybe- I think it's been two or three. Yeah, you're probably right. You know what you're supposed to do? is You're supposed to give something to people, make them like it, and then you take it away from them.
2: Exactly. They yeah. want it more. They crave it. Exactly. How have you been? I mean, I've seen you, but they haven't heard from you.
3: Yeah, you know what? It's disappointing because I didn't get to sit in on today's interview the one that is going to be accompanying yeah. this intro but well, I some of your favorite people too yeah i know and i actually you know oh what's disappointing too is i just yesterday i didn't realize it but i saw that you brought sky back but i didn't yeah. see because I, I was wrapped up in something and i didn't notice and i didn't get to say hi so if you're listening to this hi sky sorry i didn't we love you
2: sky Yeah, taylor do you want to hear about my weeks what's been going on
3: of course and you know What's interesting is the week's not even over yet because we'll talk about (laughs) what you're doing tomorrow
2: Oh, yeah, we will this is exciting So everyone I just want to set the scene It's tuesday. I have class on I was just I woke up and I went to help pilates at 7 a.m. That was incredible I get to class. I'm just kind of out of it I've already been a little bit like I was just already a little bit off Did not have the best day at school by any means then I leave, but there's also like, not, I don't know what it is. I'm just like in, the, at this point, this was yesterday, a full 24 hours ago. I'm a changed girl now. I'm a totally different person, but I feel like life has just been so good lately for the past few months that I just needed one of those days. It's like a breakdown day, life sucks, whatever. There was just like probably a combination of like 13 things going on. And so I'm sitting in my car outside of Chacha Matcha. Okay, this is on Robertson and Melrose. Just to give everyone a picture, if you guys even know what that means, if you live in LA, I don't know. So I'm literally, I'm talking to basically one of my mentors, Sarah Potter. Love her to death. She's my favorite person in the world. I'm texting her because she's at work. I'm already crying in my car as I'm texting her because I'm just so frustrated about so many things. Then I realized I accidentally told Sky and Ethan, who we recorded with, three, when I meant to say 3.30. So it's like 3.06 and they're like, hey, we're in the lobby. And I also like, I'm... Taylor, am I ever late? Never. Never. I'm never late. I hate, like, I don't mind other people being late at all. But like, for some reason, I think that my dad just ingrained at me. I don't know what it is. I just hate being late. So then I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel so bad. I'm on my way. Cha-cha-macha is literally a block away, but I have to drive into the studio. So anyways, I'm in my car. Then I go to start my car. Out of nowhere, it's like, makes this really, really weird noise. The, my thing going on and it's like BMW sent something like don't like they're like drive cautiously. And I'm like, I'm where I needed to go after this was 45 minutes away and over like Laurel Canyon. So there's no way I'm driving this car over Laurel like that's just I'm not going to risk it. So at that point, I'm like, okay, I'm about to leave my car here. And I was supposed to get out of the recording at five and be in Sherman Oaks at six, the very latest. And I'm like, this is like a school obligation, like a mandatory event. So like, I really need to be there. I already pushed it back an hour for the recording. So anyways, um, I call an Uber and for some reason the Uber takes 10 minutes to get there and then cancels on me. So then I call another Uber. Then I finally get to the studio and that was like another 20 minutes, whatever. It's three 30. We're going to start our recording. That's fine. But in this time, I couldn't, like, call a tow truck or whatever. So I texted my mom and I gave her all of my, like, info. And I was like, can you please just call so someone will be there by the time I get back? So they end up coming, like, they were going to come way too early, whatever. Blah, 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 blah. Couldn't get someone. It was kind of annoying and weird because L.A. has literally landed the tow truck. We finished the recording. I go back to Chacha macha At this point, it's 5. We really started calling at 3.30, okay? A tow truck does not come until 8.30 p.m. And I can't leave because I need to be there when the tow truck comes. Like they were like, it's mandatory that she's there. So I missed the event. I'm so stressed out. I'm like, I'm in so much trouble, even though like I'm not, but like in my head I am. I'm like, I've already had like the worst day. So one of my greatest friends, best friend, Sav, she got off work late. So she ended up coming and we just sat in the car. And like at that point, you know, when you've had such a bad day, that it's just like funny. Like everything that you do is just like actually hilarious. So we're like laughing and being stupid and whatever. The tow truck guy finally shows up at 8 30 PM. And then there was this whole thing because they couldn't tow it to BMW because the, the lot was closed, whatever. So then they had to sort it overnight. It's literally, it's guys, it is 4 50 PM the next day and it's just now getting to BMW. So that's a whole thing, which is really frustrating. So yeah, I'm pretty sure that's pretty much it. There's a lot more, but it was just a rough day. And then I ended up going to like the event because I had to drive a friend's car to her. So I drive all the way there and then I'm there for like two more hours. And then I finally get home after being gone for 17 hours or so the worst day of my life. But you know what? Since that was such a bad day, I feel like I had to get it out of the way. And then I remembered my life is awesome. So now I'm kind of over it, but pray for my car, everyone. I have a good warranty. So hopefully everything's good, but... It's just stressful. I don't like it. And I don't have a car right now. And it's just a lot. It's not, it's, it's not like a lot. I'm very grateful for my car. I don't live super close to literally every single thing that I do. So now Ubers are really adding up, you know?
3: It really does. Especially because if you think about it, it's like small scale, five, $10 here. Exactly. Here and there, back and forth. You go one place, but then you have to come back.
2: Yeah. And I work out before school in the same area that I go to school. So I have like my huge gym bag, my school backpack and my purse and whatever else I have for that day. So, like, I didn't go work out this morning because I was like, there's no way I can, like, fit all that in. But tomorrow will be interesting for sure.
3: Oh, yeah. So, tomorrow there is, it's called Picnic in the Park, I believe. I, I could be wrong. Maybe that's the one previous, the year previous. No, I
2: think it still is.
3: Uh, so, it's, there's a live podcast tomorrow being hosted and, and by Dear Media. And it's a, one of our shows, Raising the Bar with Allie Webb and her brother, Michael. And Kenzie is going to be the the MC and going to be introducing them. And Dom. Oh yeah, and Dom too.
2: Yeah, we're excited, Glam Squad. I think. Well, I don't think I even confirmed that. I sent my address. They're coming to my house.
3: Yeah, because I I know for a fact that that was part of the whole deal. So yeah, that that
2: was really what won me sweet, over.
3: Sweetened the pot there.
2: Yeah, they were like, well, here's the thing. I actually, I don't know. I actually am not afraid of like public speaking. I would rather talk in front of three thousand people that I don't know than thirty people that I do know. But, yeah, we have to really—I have to think about it. Dom and I actually just went to the Casey Musgraves concert last weekend, and it was incredible. And we were making lots of jokes. So I think this will be great. And, yeah, I don't really know what we're talking about necessarily. Oh, my gosh. Actually, Taylor, I have to show you this footage from the vlog. So um, if you guys follow my YouTube channel, I—follow my YouTube channel, subscribe, whatever the—I don't know. so much verbiage. I took Quentin to squeeze for the first time. I've never seen him so calm in my entire life. And afterwards, there's like a vlog clip of us talking about how relaxed we were. Like, I am not kidding. We whispered for the remainder of the night. We listened to like instrumental music. Like, we, we, like imagine like we're both very similar in personality types, which is like not calm. And I, we've literally never been more relaxed. So I'm really glad that we're doing this. I'm like, this is it was incredible. Do so, they do
3: those head massage? I mean, like yes, I don't even know Taylor, what you
2: have to go. It's so incredible. I'm a member. I'm Ali Webb's biggest supporter. Really, I'm a dry bar girl. I'm a squeeze girl. Quentin's a squeeze guy now. He could, he would be a dry bar guy if that made sense for him. He loves his hair.
3: Can not I, I mean, there's I sure that, that's normal, right? There's probably a lot of guys that have long hair. Yeah, me, I guess. I mean, maybe I should be a dry bar guy.
2: Well, I don't know how he would like. I don't know how they would style it though. You know what I mean? Like, a, you can't really get. I don't know. Can guys get blowouts? Like, oh,
3: is it? So it's only for like styling? Yeah, okay, it's I just it.
2: for blowouts. It's not like a, there's no like cut and color or anything oh, like okay, that. Okay. Yeah. So like he really couldn't go there, but I'm just the biggest fan. So excited for that. Um, Actually, as when the day this podcast goes up is when we're doing it. So that'll oh, yeah, be exciting. Right. So
3: this is what you need to do. You need to listen to this episode. Preferably listen to this episode in route to the Grove. Yeah. And go support Kenzie. Yeah. Or listen to it and then then go later.
2: Yeah, 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 exactly. But just like speed down. speed there.
3: And I'll be there too. So say hi to her, say hi to me.
2: Exactly. Uh, but this episode I'm super excited for. It is with, well, I wanted to start doing more round table episodes just to spice things up. Um, it's kind of hard. Recording with three people versus recording with one person is so different because I don't want to like uh, talk over someone. But I also don't, like, I don't know. It's actually, like, a pretty difficult thing to do. Didn't really realize that. But I want to do fan faves. And I'll bring on some new guests for some roundtable stuff. But you guys always request, um, like, a, honestly, a majority of my friends back. Or it's, like, Morgan and Taylor. Like, in, like, more of, like, I guess, influencer side. Even though, like, that has, I don't know. It's weird to say that because I'm, like, they're still, like, my best friends. Which Taylor and I ref- like, Taylor King, TK, um, were friends before any of this. So, whatever. Anyways... And then a lot of my like Zoe friends, you guys ask and you guys want them all together. I asked in the secret Facebook group. And if you guys are not in the secret Facebook group, you are highly, highly, highly missing out. That is really just, upsetting and i'm so sad for you and that's i'm not trying to like be shameful but i think that you guys should join it um the link is in the show notes and it's actually so fun like i it's just so fun i talk to you guys in there all the time and like everyone's friends and it's really cool anyways i asked you guys who you wanted to hear from and some of the top requests were quentin dom and nico and these are great friends of mine i actually learn from them all the time they're like uh, they're all just like great examples and amazing human beings they always have like great things to say, always add value. They lead so well. They're just like the best people in the world. So I was so excited to have them back for a fan faves episode. Guys, if you guys want more roundtable, more fan faves episodes, let me know in the secret Facebook group or on the Instagram, just send us a message, actually comment or something. I feel like that will be, I'll see that more. Um, But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoy this episode and let's get started. Okay guys, really quickly, I just wanted to talk to you guys about Thrive Market. So, if you guys know me at all, I wouldn't say that I'm lazy. I just like things to be done very efficiently in with the least amount of effort possible, basically. And Thrive Market really allows me to do that. So if you guys don't know what that is, Thrive Market, it's just an online marketplace and they're on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. So they cut out the middleman and all of these really, really healthy products are like at a like really, really discounted rate. A lot of them are like 25 to 50% below the traditional retail prices, which is amazing because eating healthy, I feel like so often people don't eat healthy because they think it's so much more expensive But Thrive Market really comes in and saves the day because you guys are able to not only get these, like all these products and food at a much cheaper price, but it's also delivered to your front door. So it saves you time. You don't have to go to the grocery store. You can do it from the comfort of your own home, when you're on the go, in an Uber, online shop. You know, we all love to do that. And all of this stuff is delivered straight to your door. So it's so much easier. I personally love getting my human chocolate bars. You guys know, but my recent fave is the essential oils. I have a, well, actually I have like four diffusers in my house and I'm currently in the process of redoing it. I feel like it just needs to feel better and I've been using a lot of essential oils. I feel like I just never really know where to get my essential oils. And the ones that I got from Thrive Market are my absolute favorites. I use the Thrive Market Organic Lavender Essential Oil for my room and it is the biggest game changer. My room feels so amazing and I'm the biggest fan. So Thrive Market has basically done all the work for you already. They offer the highest quality, healthy, and sustainable products available for every budget, lifestyle, and geography. So they sell non-GMO food, snacks, vitamins, supplements, personal care products, eco-friendly cleaning supplies, safe and non-toxic beauty products. They have kitchen staples, home goods. They have so many things that you guys can get that are available. And again, it is shipped straight to your door. So everyone, keep in mind, Thrive Market prices are already $25 to 50% off and now they're giving you an extra 25% off your first order plus a free 30-day trial. So go to thrivemarket.com slash You for 25% off your first order plus a free 30-day trial. Again, that is thrivemarket.com slash iloveyou. You can't go wrong with trying out Thrive. I absolutely recommend it. 10 out of 10 experience for me. So hope you guys enjoy and let's get back to the episode. All right, guys, this is a very exciting episode. I have three of my favorite people here. Also your favorites. I asked in the secret Facebook group who you guys wanted to hear from because I want to start doing a few like round table episodes here and there. So now there's three people in the studio. This is the first time I've done a round table, by the way, guys. This is very exciting. So I asked on the Facebook group, like I said, who you guys want to hear from again. And I decided to bring three people back into the studio. So the first one that we have is Nico. Do you want to do a little intro?
1: Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Nico here. Uh, Shout out to Kenzie for having me back on. I'm 27 years old, know her through Zoe Church, and I was on a Things We've Been Learning episode.
2: When did we meet? Just connect group?
1: Connect group, probably like two and a half. Years ago? Two years ago? ago, two almost.
2: Years ago I've almost been at over two
1: years. Okay, cool. So yeah. I think you kind of came to Connect Group pretty early on.
2: We have Dominique Roberts, my best friend. I never, ever call you Dominique, but I just do it on the podcast because... It- Dom introduces herself as Dominique all the time because she's definitely afraid of people calling her Dawn with an in. So I just feel like I really had to to put that in there. It
0: happens quite often. But I'm Dom and I'm 21. I love Kenzie. She's my best friend. Give her my kidneys. And I've been on Things You've Been Learning podcast and a dating non-negotiable. So if you're trying to find a bae, listen to that one. Yeah, there we go. Worked for Kenzie, so. True. Dom, (laughs) literally. Has it worked for you? (laughs) Listen, I'm we're getting there. I'm it's waiting. a journey. It's a journey. I like track It's hard. Yeah,
2: it's really <laughs> Dom likes people who Looked love out. God but look kind of scary a little bit. But That's lit. yeah, it's like actually great. Like, you know, it's she's awesome. very
1: edgy. By the way, that wasn't very a shot. Thing. I was actually just trying to pry and see if there was
2: someone you're hilarious.
1: A hidden flame. Keep.
2: Dom has been really, Dom has been very telling me like it is, I think, and a little, it's very invested in me. So I think that it's your turn now.
0: Yeah. Both my best friends are tied down. So she's like, yeah. coaches
4: don't play in the game. That's what she said. <laughs> That's
0: a <all> period. <laughs> you said it. I was thinking it. Oh my gosh. Okay.
2: And then next we have Quentin. A lot has changed since your last episode. <laughs> <laughs> Take it away.
4: Hey guys, it's Quentin. The friends call me Q. I met Kenzie at Zoe. I think it was at Leadership College. I think I met her there. I, how then, do you
2: think you met me there? You met me in ZLC I, like a year, almost two years ago. <laughs> well,
4: I didn't know if I if I met you first in like, like the context would of ZLC. It would have either been at Zoe on a Sunday or at ZLC. I didn't know if I met her in the office first. I don't remember either way. It worked, huh? Huh? Guys, Either we way. found
2: vlog footage of us together like a year ago. It's very funny. Anyways, Just locking
4: continue. eyes. It was very funny. That'll be on the secret Facebook group. Thank Q. you.
2: He's really um, good at plugging stuff. We really appreciate it.
4: Yeah, 24. Uh, Kinsey and I are now official. Uh, Q. But yeah, post, post <laughs> Dom's Dating Non-Negotiables <laughs> podcast. Shout out to Dom. That's
0: where that She's came from. She's the part. bomb. She described Quentin. I brought it up. She denied it, and now look at this. <laughs> and now we're seeds here. were
1: planted. Seeds. I need Bars. seeds. Planted. Water.
0: Oh my gosh! Yeah. And
4: I was on the um, "Things I've Been Learning with the Boys" episode.
2: Yeah, that actually was the title. Okay, so we're gonna start with hot Seat. These are gonna have to be quick. I still have three questions. All right. Okay. Great. Let's go. First one: favorite book and/or podcast you've read or listened to in the past six
0: months. The Just- truth
1: about men. Devon Franklin.
0: I love Devon Franklin. I heard
1: that's really good. Bro, it'll change your life. I need to read it.
0: Is it book or pod? That's a book. A book.
1: That's a book. Dang. Gotta read you it. You cannot yeah. read it fast enough.
2: And the podcast, Leadership Lean In with him
0: is amazing.
1: Leadership. Well. Oh absolutely.
0: Okay. This Cultural Moment, it's a podcast. It's with John Mark Comer. I literally knew you were gonna say this. Bridgetown Church in Portland. Love their church so much.
4: It's so hard. I think podcast I'd go with Leadership Lean In with Jensen Franklin from Conference. Yeah, Zoe Conference 2019. Just listen to that one again. But if it was a book, I would have to say how to win friends and influence people. Such a great flame. You gotta read it once a year. Yeah, no, I just reread it again. I'm
1: like, that's the one.
0: I feel like a dummy. I never read books.
1: (laughs) It's so good.
0: Okay, Enneagram
2: type. Do you know your Enneagram?
1: I do. I just actually took it.
2: Oh, convenient. Okay, let's hear it.
1: I'm an eight. Stop. I'm an eight.
0: This makes so much sense because you guys are so similar. And Dom and I are three wing twos. Like literally exact same. I'm a three wing two. If you guys haven't taken the Enneagram
2: test, you need to take it. I'll have it in the show notes below and then tell us what you are. So a three is the like overachiever wing two. That's like our second one is the supporter. And then the eight, what is the eight? Eight
4: is a challenger.
2: This is so funny. Yeah, because... I actually have
4: a screenshot of it. Let's That's go. amazing. <laughs> Kinsey loves this. Kinsey's almost a like, uh, oh I would my say gosh. I would say obsessed with Enneagram. It's like, hi, I'm Kinsey. What's your name? That's great. What's your Enneagram type? Clinton, like the next question
2: this is coming from the guy who asked. sent me who you send me more Enneagram things on Instagram than I send you. I so. mean,
1: let's be real, it's it's pretty lit. You know it's, what I mean? It's it's kind of lit. You know? it's, it's a I mean, really good personality test. It's a competition, but but I mean type eight For is and type eight, the behavior motivation is I must be strong and in control to survive. Yeah.
0: So it's yeah. pretty lit.
1: Yeah. It's, I yeah. think that's like the definition of like alpha.
4: What?
0: All right. <laughs> Dom, what are you going to say? Your words. Three wing two, though. Your board. It's so interesting because when I found out I was a three, it's like you're the overachiever. You want to do well and like strive. Striving's like, and workaholism is like one of the things. But then when I found out I was a two wing two, I felt better about myself yeah. because that person's really compassionate and like cares about others, so I'm not so self centered, supportive, supportive, perfect. Yeah, um, that's awesome. What and I are, so, exactly. Yeah, I feel really good about my enneagram number.
4: Mm. Okay, last I feel one. Great. Same.
2: What is the highlight of your summer? <laughs> I'm like Quinton, there's one right answer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, come on, let's hear it.
1: Go ahead. I've gone first every time.
0: Oh. Oh. Okay. So we're Ooh, switching, switching it, it up. up. Keeping
1: it. On your toes.
0: I would just say interns. I was really stretched and it was just a really fun summer being an intern at Zoe and living in Orange County. Okay. No, I take it back. U.S. Open, Orange County, uh, surfing. Never seen people surf before. It's a great time. There you go. She, we were long distance this summer. It was very difficult. We were. It was hard.
1: I'm going to go with Zoe Church Conference because I met a lot of people <laughs> and life definitely changed oh. and I'll leave it at that.
2: Wow. That's a really good answer. Quentin, what's yours? <laughs>
1: So it's it's a combination. So one
2: go,
4: one when you said yes to be my girlfriend, we became official. Mm-hmm. But immediately after that, two days later at Zoe Conference, I was brought on stage. Oh my and... gosh,
2: this is not your highlight <laughs> of your
0: summer. It's literally can't <laughs> the be the <laughs> highlight.
4: The highlight would be me. this. Uh, a great <laughs> friend, a uh, pastor, Rich Bokerson Jr., brought me on stage <gasps> to help him with an illustration. And he asked, he's like, "Hey, like, are you single?" And I was like, "Well, in <speaks> fact, I actually just got in a relationship two days ago." And so On stage literally in front of everyone about 1200 people. It was like a standing ovation. It was a great moment cuz we became official and
1: it was just like, it just felt right.
2: I really did not think that was going to be your highlight. I thought your highlight was going to be like job related. I did not think that, that was going to be it.
1: And so I feel like encapsulating Zoe conference into all that is like for me job related like it yeah. there's a lot of things that fit in there.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm mm. sure that's what Quentin meant was just Zoe conference and stuff. Yeah, I'm sure. Just Okay. All right, so we're going to do things we've learned this summer. Dom and I started school again today as we're recording this. So summer's over. We're moving on. We're going to talk about things we've learned. Who wants to go first? Quentin? Should we switch it up? Quentin is really prepared. When he found out he was doing this episode, he, like, (laughs) came with all these points. I've heard them seven
0: times. It's really, really sweet. Like, this is just why I freaking love you guys. Like, that's how amazing. Praise God. How amazing.
4: Amen. All right, so the first thing I feel like I've been learning is this that obscurity is like an opportunity Mm. i think i've been definitely in a spot where it's like i'm not in the exact place maybe i want to be in and i think there's a lot of people would say like obscurity is like an obstacle but really i feel like if you kind of change your perspective on things it really is an opportunity it's a chance like when you're not seen and i think when you're not seen it's like man i get to grind on my craft i get to refine my character i get to Maybe I don't have the pressure because when, when you're discovered or seen, there's opportunity but responsibility. Mm. And so when I, I have that weight on me, if I if I get to where I want to be before I'm prepared, then then you might blow your first opportunity and then like you don't get anything else, wow. right? So it's very important. that So it's like if you're not sharpening yourself when you're not seen, you're not going to be sharp when you are seen. So it's like I get the chance to like when nobody's seeing me to like find myself in a place of certainty and like a depth of like an understanding of what I bring to the table. Like who I am. Yeah. And in obscurity, it's like, I mean, you can break out different categories of your life, like like emotionally, relationally, occupationally, like finding yourself in a place where it's just you're you're alone really in obscurity. Or maybe you're in an environment where you just feel like you're not seen to the capacity where you want to be seen. And so it's like, man, I'm I'm doing all this extra stuff and I, I know what I bring to the table, but it's like I get to put myself in a place where I, I understand who I am. So when I'm put into a place where people see me. Or i get an opportunity like i'm ready like guns blazing like obscurity is almost like practice yeah and it feels really hard and i mean practice should be harder than the game right so it's like i need to be preparing myself in a way i think who is it pastor christine kane says like if the light that's yeah. shining on you is brighter than the light yeah. that's shining in you then the light that's shining on you will destroy you and yeah. so it's like when i'm Fact. in this place of like obscurity it's literally it's it's exciting because I've got no pressure, but it's it's only me versus myself. I only have to impress
1: myself. Yeah. Okay. Which is great because it's like success is literally when hard work and opportunity meet. But Boom. if you get an opportunity and you haven't put in that hard work before, you're not going to find right. success. So right. I love that point. Let's That's go, Q.
2: <laughs> that was great. I've The Christine Kane quote I've said on this podcast, I think, probably 20 times. Great quote. That's it, how it I it really is. from her.
4: And also in obscurity, I think the healthy habits. Mm. i think if you're in a place where it's like great i'm seeing i'm going like if you don't have those healthy habits quickly you're just gonna like deteriorate like finding yourself like i'm not i don't have like maybe my routine or even like like guardrails for success if i don't even have like those things like i know if i do these things i feel better every day if i if i read if i work out if i i know if i'm feeling weird in the morning it's something so small but like if i brush my teeth and shower i i feel better so it's like so it's like in obscurity you have time to like kind of like self evaluating like take that yeah. inventory to be like what makes me feel good and what am I going to do like when I'm in those places so like having those guardrails like you get to create those because when you get opportunity there's less time
0: wow yeah that's really good
4: and so it's like I know who I am and yeah. what kind of makes me feel good and not so mm-hmm. I can thrive when I'm in that opportunity mm-hmm. yeah
0: I feel like it's so hard to that's so good because I feel like especially when you're putting it all out on the line like yourself when you're under that spotlight and pressure And you're fighting through burnout like, oh, man, I feel like this summer I was just fighting like through burnout. Like I was so exhausted, so depleted. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, I don't even think I can talk to one more person. Hmm. And you're like, at any second, this could literally crash because I'm not taking care of myself. So I think that is so important. That's great. Great points.
1: Well, Plus, like the the higher that you get elevated you know, the steeper the cliff is.
0: Mm,
3: so
1: yeah. it's like, you got to really Thanks. make sure if you pray for elevation, you pray to be a leader and, and you're working and aspiring to be that, do your due diligence beforehand because the higher it is, you know what I mean? Like the more exposed you are to topple down. So like being prepared in, in the study, I mean, there's nothing more important and more valuable. It's like your season will come but you just got to make sure that you're really preparing for when that season hits and that opportunity hits as opposed to like it just coming out of nowhere.
4: Someone told me one time, like, it's either you dug the well or you haven't.
1: So it's like people, you know, you literally on my way here, I'm listening to Jensen Franklin and the sermon's called Dig It. And it's (laughs) about digging the well. That's unreal. I love Jensen. He's
4: brilliant. But it's like, yeah, I get there. And it's like either you've dug that deep well where it's like, I can pull from this, like I'm emotionally healthy mentally healthy i'm physically healthy spiritually healthy or you haven't so it's like when you get to that place what are you pulling from mm-hmm. when you get it's either like i'm pulling from like a depth or i'm burning out like Dom was saying like she had all this opportunity but like it was like this could crash at any moment yeah
0: for me that kind of ties into like the drive to the dream should match your drive to do so wow be love that a doer and a dreamer Because I feel like so often people are like, I have all these cool ideas. I want to do this. I want to do that. Like, I feel like so often I talk to people, especially in LA, right? Like people literally move (laughs) out here based off of a dream, which is so beautiful. Like I believe in like the dreamer. Like I am a dreamer. Yeah, let's go. But to match that, you have to have the energy to do. And like, if you're not getting stuff done, you're just talking about the stuff you want to do. You're just stuck in that dreamer mentality. I think that's a very dangerous place to live in. And so I've just like committed Mm. myself to being like, okay, like I'm a do. Like I'm not perfect at what I do, but I'm gonna just try and do it and get like feedback and like see how it is. Like just recently started doing social media for our church and I'm like.
4: And she's killing it. (laughs) Crushing.
1: But
0: I was like, oh my gosh. Like I kind of don't know what I'm doing, but I do believe that I'm a creative. So Mm. I'm just like see what I can do. And I feel like. I'm definitely, like, learning, like, gifts and, like, talents about myself and stuff. But that comes with the energy of, like, doing it, which is, like, so much harder than dreaming about it and stuff. But I think that's a beautiful thing is, like, once we get to that, okay, I'm going to do this, that's where, like, the beautiful things happen. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah. Okay, guys, I just really quickly wanted to talk to you guys about Audible. You guys know how much of a reader I am. I love reading, and sometimes I feel like I just don't read as much as I should slash could just because I'm so on the go. And if I'm trying to read at night or something, sometimes I will like read 10 pages and fall asleep. So Audible has really saved my life, especially in like the school season because things get busier and more hectic. And with Audible, I'm able to listen to books on the go. And you guys know that I just like being efficient with my time. Like I've already, I feel like I say this in every single episode, but if there's a way for me to be efficient and get not multiple things done at once, but like actually, yeah, just multiple things at once, then I'm going to do it. Reading also just makes me obviously feel smarter, but I feel like it opens up my mind to so many other ideas and it just makes me think bigger, which I talk about all the time on this podcast as well. I never want to be someone who thinks very small. I want to think big. So with Audible, I feel like I'm constantly learning, I'm constantly growing, and I'm constantly listening to other people's ideas, opinions, whatever it is. So Audible is where so many inspiring voices and compelling stories open up listeners to new experiences and ways of thinking audible members now get more than ever before so members choose three titles every month one audiobook plus two audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else and to all my fitness boys and girls members also have unlimited access to more than 100 audio guided fitness and meditation programs their app is super convenient members can access audible anytime you can listen at the gym while commuting on the go you can listen on any device and it's always going to pick up right where you left off I'm currently listening, really re-listening to um, Girl, Stop Apologizing by Rachel Hollis. I'm on this Rachel Hollis kick right now. Love her. She's just the absolute best. But I'm currently re-listening to that book and I'm getting so much out of it. So start listening with a 30-day Audible trial and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. Visit audible.com slash I love you or text I love you to five hundred five hundred. Again, visit audible.com slash I love you or text I love you to five hundred five hundred for a 30-day audible trial. Your first audiobook plus two Audible originals for free. I love Audible. If you guys listen to this podcast, you will for sure love Audible. Be sure to check it out. Hope you guys enjoy and let's get back to the episode.
4: No, I love I think at some point when you have a dream, yeah, you, ha, you have to find yourself in a place of like like results-based thinking. Mm. Like, I've got this, but like, I know I've decided who I want to be, what I want to do and like how I'm going to get there and like what I want to be known for. But like, how do I practically get there? And it comes by doing like trial, error and like, you know, like beating on your craft and like Mm -hmm. putting yourself in places where maybe I'm uncomfortable. You learn through failing and you learn through success. So it's like, I just have to get to this place of like results-based thinking where it's like, okay, if I do this, I'll get here. Great, that's
1: one step, then I the next that. step, then the next step. Yeah, like at Knox, the company that I work with, and like helping build out in New York, after every single call, it's what are the action steps? Mm. What are the action steps in now I've been with them for the last six months or so, and now I get out of just a regular conversation with a friend and I'm like, okay, so actionable steps from this conversation are what exactly? Because <laughs> I definitely want you to emote and dream and think and you know hustle and do everything right. that you're aspiring to do. Like it's driven into my mind now, which has become such a blessing for me. Like you're talking about like results, results-based results thinking, like where what's the action step? Like, we're having this meeting. What's the action step? Right. Like, because if we don't have actual steps from what we're talking about, then we're literally just talking. And don't yeah. get me wrong. I love to hear you talk and I love to talk. But, <laughs> you know, some actionable steps, some things right. that we can move forward with, even if it's just like, we'll pick back up next week. Like, I'm going to brainstorm on Mm. what we just talked about, and then we'll pick back up. Like, give me something, you know what I mean? I love that. Give yourself something, not just like, oh, I want to become X, Y, or Z. And then you just keep saying, I want to become X, Y, or Z, like, the entire time. Maybe, okay, next week I'm going to set aside some intentional time for where I'm going to go with this next. And then, ideally, it starts to shape and shift into like real life action so it's not just so much thinking it's yeah. more doing because
4: i think every dream or complex idea or even like complex problem it's always practical steps to solve that problem or to get where you want to go yeah and one thing that i mean i told kenzie this all the time that she's so great at she's got these big goals and dreams that she thinks she wants to accomplish she literally has everything planned out it's like not just a lofty dream and she's like making it a reality because she's like if i do these small things small things add up to the big thing she's like these little practical steps will lead to this big dream this complex idea becoming a reality
1: yeah i feel like this perfectly segues into something that's like huge for me right now and i've really been applying more and more this summer. So I heard this quote earlier this summer and I wrote it down and I just, like, keep thinking about it all the time because I'm obsessed with, like, movement and, like, power and, like, okay, so what are, like, the forces of the earth, like, water, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, so the quote is, a river cuts through a rock, not by its power, but by its persistence. Because when you think of, like, a rushing river, you're like, "Dang, dang, that thing could, like, sweep you away. Run that back. What was that? A river cuts through rock not by its power, but by its persistence. I love that. And you're just like, yo, like I think about it almost every day. And just the idea of little by little, like Mm. we need to take these steps little by little, like whether that's like what you talked about earlier, Q, is like preparation. I need to prep for the opportunity. I need to put in this hard work. And although my dreams lofty or however you want to word it, as big as your dreams are, Take the little steps and don't like despise those little steps because a very tiny step in the right direction, even if you take 10,000 tiny little steps, like you're going to get there. Right. So it's not just going to be like by these huge leaps and bounds. Sometimes it's just going to be these tiny, tiny little steps. And then next thing you know, four or five, 10 years down the line, you're going to look and be like, dang, how far I've come. And then it's going to have that situation where you're like, can't believe I'm here. Yeah. Because... You're only taking note of the huge steps that you've taken, Mm. but through your persistence and through your faith, like, and you're like, wow, I'm here. Like, I can't believe it. And then your friend Kenzie looks at you and is like, are you kidding me? I remember when you literally like just were taking it one day at a time. Yeah. And the only way to get to day two of the journey is to get through day one. So I'm not going to sit here and think about day 395, but I can only think about what's right in front of me right here, right now. It's not the power. It's the persistence that's going to get me there. Yeah.
4: I heard somebody one time say people overestimate what they can do in one year and underestimate what they can do in 10. And when you kind of said 10 years, I thought about that. I'm like, yeah, like some days you're going to go like, some days it's going to be tough. You go an inch forward. Some days it's like two steps. Some days you're running forward and like you you feel different weights on different days and maybe you're going farther on one day as opposed to the other. Like you said, you know, you usually remember those leaps and bounds, like that big jump that you make, but really it is persistence. Like it's like, I'm going to make the decision beforehand before i get all emotional or my feelings get away i'm gonna like this is what i'm gonna be about and every day i'm give 100 and that's gonna look different on different days right but i'm gonna make that decision to like i'm taking these baby steps or there it feels like i'm not going anywhere at all or i feel like i'm just like light as a feather today like i'm just gonna keep going forward i love that like pers- that that quote is so good yeah let's
1: go for real gets me fired up you know who i I found that quote on the guy uh, that trains John Jones. His name's Brandon Gibson. I found that quote on his, uh, <laughs> on his gram, on his IG. Kenzie
0: and I. I love like, it. Get <laughs> You're
1: like, ah. Oh. Who's that for oh, the listeners? For oh, yeah. who the listeners, John Jones is the UFC lightweight champ right now. Ah uh, yes. Oh, and no, I love it. His trainer. <laughs> right, right. His tra- so he trains in Albuquerque. Shout out to my hometown. But his trainer come to find out that he was like the uh lifeguard at like my child pool what? growing <laughs> up and now he's just training like the best fighter in, in the world right now. In the now. world. Whoa. Man. Those that's are fighting a, that's words. A good
2: quote. Actual fighting words. <laughs> <laughs> I turned to yes. She's like
1: <laughs> Quentin is shocked that he didn't get it out first. Oh my gosh. Actually That's brilliant.
2: Okay. I think my biggest thing this summer has been a lot of like self discipline and routines. And I say this all the time. I actually, Amanda Madu said this to me like probably six months ago, but it's patterns over potential. So, like, mm. you look at people who have bars. It's, I mean, everyone says it. Let's but, go,
1: Amanda Madu, though. Right. I, I love Amanda. Yeah, she's a legend.
2: But okay, I've explained this, and this is not really the best way to describe it, but the people who are naturally really athletic versus the people who are driven and are gonna go after it. People who are naturally really athletic with no drive, eventually the people who are driven are going to like pass them because they're practicing, they're spending Mm. more time, they're doing whatever. And I think that like translates into just who we are as people. Like people can have a lot of potential naturally, but if you're not like creating routines and creating habits and like working on that and like. Owning it on your craft and all of that stuff, like you're, everyone else is gonna pass you. Yeah. You know, so it's like even in like mm-hmm. that was one of the first conversations. I mean, not one of the first conversations we'd known each other for a while, but that was like one of the first things we were talking about. It's like habits and people. Like if you're like getting close with friends and you are who you're surround yourself with, like watch their habits and watch what yes. they're spending their time, so how important. they're spending their money, like just things like that actually add up. Yeah. And it's like yeah. your life. What, what Nate said this earlier, and I was thinking about this the other day. But your life doesn't change, I think, until your daily routine does. So it's mm-hmm. like, you think about that, like there's certain things that I have to do every single day. I work out six days a week normally, five to six days a week. It's like constantly reading. I There's certain podcasts that I listen to. There's certain like people that I really try to see. Like there's just certain things that I think are really important. And I think also on top of that, this summer, it's been kind of recognizing that, like, obviously, you're not going to have the same routine forever. So it's yeah. like, what are things that I need to change and what are mm-hmm. things that I need to add and take away? And, like, not necessarily that they're good or bad. It's just, like, I'm in a different place and that's not necessarily what I need to be focusing on now. Yeah. yeah. You know?
1: Well, it's like we talked about on the episode that yeah. I was with you last time was you sow a habit, you reap a lifestyle, you sow a lifestyle, you reap your destiny. You right. know? And mm-hmm. so you just got to keep sowing into that whatever it is but i love the idea of like constantly like optimizing the routine yeah. and being like okay right now this is really crushing it for me uh maybe in 6 7 months it's not but if you're in a routine like that and kind of doing those those healthy self-inventory checkups, like the routine's going to change naturally. Ideally, you don't get to a place where you're like, dang, I'm really stuck. This is really broken. Like I need to really change this. Yeah.
4: I mean, yes, routines always change, but maybe the components don't. Like I know I got to work out. I know I got to read. I know I got to be seeing a mentor, like whatever that looks like for me. Like I had certain things that I know if I'm going to be successful in this period of time or this block of the year or this this quarter or this season, like I there are certain things I know, the certain components that have to be there. So it's like always have guardrails, but it's like, you know, if I have class at nine AM, I know I can't do a work at, at nine AM anymore. Like I'd have to adjust and maybe do earlier or something yeah, like afternoon. how you do with changes. Yeah. yeah. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, for sure. Cause if you can't take those changes well, you'll get, like, crushed. Crushed. As soon as your routine gets jacked up and you don't do, like, immediate actions to fix it, you will get, like, crushed hard. Like, I think, yeah, I think that's even, like, what happened to me this summer, just moving so much and then being like...
4: Err. Oh, yeah, you spent all summer in OC, right?
0: Yeah, I was, <laughs> so, like, so far away. So far <laughs> from <laughs>
4: everything.
2: Literally, no, it, really, it, it literally was literally I literally can't away.
1: tell how sarcastic you're being right now <laughs>
2: 53 miles in no
1: you reset one, that that's... routine and you stay down there Yeah, <laughs> you just stay just down yeah. there.
0: I'm like yeah but except it's,
1: for Sundays except, yeah. except, except but, for Sundays
0: yeah I don't know it jacked me up so bad because you're like trying to fix your life and then you get a routine and then three months later I'm like moving back so I kind of just had to accept the fact that the summer was gonna be a jacked up one but I think, like, yeah, I think that's so beautiful. The routines and, like, fixing it immediately. Not, like, okay, let's see how this goes. But, like, being like, okay, we need to fix this RN.
2: I think there's also smaller things in your life, too. Not smaller things, but there's certain things in your life that you can, like, control in a healthy Mm, way. Yeah. So, it's, like, like, I know when I'm off track and I know why. It's, like, I haven't read in four days or I haven't worked out. Or, like, there's certain things that really set me off. But it's, like, I know in order to, like, be my best self and, like, my best, like, the best friend that I can be and the best, like, whatever at my job. Like, what I don't, like, I don't even know what to call myself. Whatever. Like, these, there's certain things that, like, I have to do. In order to be my best self. And in order to go. Like if I have a goal. It's the same thing. It's like I'm so goal oriented. I was born that way. Like Mm -hmm. even with Dom earlier. She was talking about like wanting to do something else job wise. And I was like let's just sit down for an hour. Like I can like figure this out. It's like I'm very goal oriented. So I feel like I've always thought that way. But it is again like the small things. That are going to lead you to like the big thing. Even now it's like I started all this like five six years ago. You know and it's like it's only like gotten bigger and at times it's grown way faster and at times it's like really plateaued and it's like in the times that I was kind of annoyed that it was plateauing I'm so glad now that it did like at that time because it's like I look back and I see I'm like okay well if it would have kept growing or blown up at that time like I wouldn't have been able to handle it so Mm -hmm. it's like and I know that now like I look back and I'm like I wasn't doing the things one that I should have been doing but also like I wasn't like disciplined enough I've always been disciplined with work but there's a difference between like being disciplined with work and being disciplined and like your growth as like a human being Mm. and taking care of yourself. And I wasn't doing that then. So if I would have had that, then it all would have like crashed and crumbled. So I don't want to get to a point Where I have this thing, amazing opportunity, and I'm not ready for it. So I think it's like always, I feel like especially the summer was like a big, like, season of preparation. We talked about like, Nico and I talked about that in our podcast, and Quinton and I talked about it all summer. But also, I think that you should always kind of live your life, like, stay ready so you don't have to get ready, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Out
1: of preparedness. I love that. I mean, it's just like, I literally just got this tattooed the other day, but Romans 8, you know, it's like all things are working together for the good, Mm -hmm. you know? And so. Romans eight twenty eight 28, to be specific. but
0: oh, um
1: I um, <laughs> Huge. No, it's actually just like my face I literally just got it tattooed. But anyways, like I remember being young and like, I mean, I'm still young. I remember <laughs> being a lot younger, young like managing Gatto, for instance. Like my mentor at the time, I remember I was like 19 or 20 and Gatto was like 16 or 17. And we were like, yo, he had just opened up for Mac Miller, rest in peace. And was like, we were like, oh, we're ready to blow up.
3: Mm. And
1: my mentor was like, y'all are literally not so far from being ready i remember being like livid i'm like how could you ever say that like mentor like this guy's not for us you know and then now like looking back and like just seeing where we're at now and seeing where i was mentally then both of our lives would have literally gone down the drain Mm. so all the seasons come for a reason you know yeah and it just all works together for the good so whether you're in that lull you're plateauing feels like you're chilling Feels like maybe even in a way you're digressing. Like first off, you're ne- you're not digressing. That's the enemy, just trying to get get in your head real quick. Right. You know, a little seat at your table and just whisper in your ear. But <laughs> shout out to Pastor Louis. Oh my goodness, yes, of course. But yeah, like you just got to keep on with it no matter what, and just understand that like this is exactly how it's meant to be.
4: Right. And working on those habits. Yeah, I don't think Kinsey would have been ready. She wasn't doing hot pilates five years ago. I just
2: exactly, Quinton. Oh, you just get my it. My That's her I don't thing. I
4: do not even
1: think Orange Theory was a thing at
2: that hot time. Hot pilates, not Orange Theory. Yeah, you, she's, she's over, or you were. Very, very, I know. I wasn't Orange Theory girl for a She's
4: very stressed right now because not only am I, but Morgan and TK are all leaving on a trip for a few days. For and, 10 days. And hot pilates is closing. for, for six for six of those days. So uh, she's like, do you want me to Are they do? remodeling or what? Actually,
2: yes. <sighs> oh, I was like, How do you
4: just So her routine, six days. She's like, I don't even know what I'm going to do. You're gone.
2: Teams? And well, like, she can go me back to LA. It's you and me against the world. If it's, God knew. Get ready. And God's
1: you know plan. What? It's and she so can funny. theorize with the orange.
0: My roommate now, she is literally like the skinniest legend known to man. Like she literally eats broccoli and chicken, We're and doing like, Whole30, like next she's week. doing whole thirty. I moved back in. She, my roommate's the kind of girl that will send you a spreadsheet of oh. like when to use the bathroom. Like it's brilliant. actually though, and she was like, she sent me like four workout plans. Okay, it, it was just proving a point. Anyway. <laughs> What I'm saying is, Kenzie, we're still going to be skinny. It's great. Thank God. I feel good about it. Quentin, you can leave. You can be a quitter. Yeah, oh. Kenzie, I'll I'll never quit on you. Just okay. something. Well,
1: let's Thank not you. speak that over my brother's life. <laughs> Thank you. You know what I mean. He's a <laughs> winner only.
0: It actually is so Eight. weird how similar you guys
2: are. Even in the mic, sometimes you guys sound the same, I'm, and I'm like, that's, there's no that's one a I talk a compliment. To more than Kenzie I love
1: like, I love Nico so much. I receive it. I love him too. So well, I love
0: like, We're the same enneagram. So it's
1: yeah. That <laughs> and so are we. So are we.
0: Yeah. I love it. i a competition now. Oh my gosh.
2: I had a thought with plateauing. It's also like in the times that I plateaued, there were like really significant either life events or things that were added or taken from my life or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And there is no friendship or opportunity that I no longer have in my life that I still wish that I had. So things that used to be really important to me or things that I really thought I couldn't live without that were not for me that I thought would like break my heart and like I would never, like this is exactly what I wanted to do, whatever. I'm so glad didn't work out now. There's like job things that were really, really big and really cool, but I'm glad that it didn't happen because of like now I'm in the program that I'm at and I wouldn't be there and that would not have been my first pick, but I'm so much happier there. And it's like, that is like building my foundation for like a way bigger future that I couldn't even like pictured, you know Mm. what I'm saying? So there's nothing that I no longer have that I still wish that I had, you
1: know? Yeah. Well, it's like your steps are laid out for you. You know what I mean? Like we like always pray for things and wish for things and then they don't happen. And then exactly like six months later, maybe even like five years later, you're like, dang, I'm so glad that that didn't happen because right. then I wouldn't have right. what I have now, which is a thousand times better yeah. than what I was wishing for and maybe cried myself to sleep for. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And being like, dang, this didn't happen. Why? Yeah. Two years later, you're like. Thank you. I'm so glad that didn't happen.
2: It's also like the whole concept of not settling. So like- Heard that. (laughs) So like business wise, (laughs) especially, I've been like without, I mean, no longer, but like I've been without a manager for like a long time. And like to do all this without a manager this year has been like awful. It's been good, but it's really, really difficult. But it's like now I'm in a place where I'm so glad I didn't take this just because it was offered to me and it sounded like a good idea. Like for the first time, the manager that I was with before, I just signed to sign because I was like, I can't do this on my own. The company that I was with prior to that had just dissolved. I was like, I'm starting. It was when I was starting to ZLC. It's like I can't do all this. Like I need to sign with someone. I signed with someone who a lot of people told me not to sign with. I knew that it was a bad idea, but I still did it because I was like, I just don't have the time to even like manage my inbox right now. Like there's just too much going on. So I signed and that was a really awful, awful mistake. And then I'm sitting with management like after I dropped them. And like, even from like income, like I should have made, they're like, this is what you should, you, what you made and this is what you should have made this year. Wow. And it's like, I, it's like actually a disgusting amount more, like just crazy that that didn't Dang. happen. And it was also, it just, like, nothing lined up with, like, my vision at all, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, like, I signed to sign, and I just, like, took this opportunity, and I just did this, because it was, like, what was easier, and it was what was presented to me. So this time, I was very extreme. And I was, like, there's no way I'm going to, like... Just settle or sign. Like, they have to, like, see the vision completely. They have to be, like, this. Like, there's, like, all these, like, qualities that I was like. It has to be this. And, like, I'm not settling for anything less. You're
1: non-negotiables.
2: Yeah, non-negotiables. So, it took, like. <laughs> Shout out to Dom. It took, like, eight months. Quentin, like, somehow makes this about <laughs> so, um <laughs> No, but it took, like, eight months, but it was worth it in the long term, you know? It's like thinking long term versus short term.
1: This is great. I'm loving all this. good. Um, Are we going to the next point? The next round?
2: Next Next round.
1: Round Round two. Deuces two.
4: Second time we're on the podcast. Two. Deuces. Are you
2: guys going to start rapping? They said in the group message that they're going to start rapping. (laughs) Oh, okay. <laughs> no.
4: <laughs> They're not ready for Nico's these bars. Nico's all
2: talk. I'm pretty sure Nico's the one who like brought that up, but okay.
4: No. Nico's got bars Quentin so sweet, Devin. they call them candy
1: bars. Candy bars. <laughs> they call him that's Willy Wonka. bars. Is, this
2: is not I Willy should have not brought this Wonka. up. I was the one who didn't want this. <laughs> She's
1: like. <laughs> Crow bars. They'll probably Crow. leave your dome broke. Here's the deal is I manage Gatto and I let him do the rapping. <laughs> yeah. You smart. What I, I, mean? That. That's what I mean, but I trust being my David David that I life. could happen. kill could the track. Oh.
4: Make no okay. mistake, his name is Young Nico. Oh. That's, he's ready to go at any time. Go. Guys, but- I just want
2: to set the scene. We're in Big Bear. It's April. Quince, <laughs> we're having a talent show. This is so good. Dom is actually hosting it. I'm hosting it. Yes. Quentin comes out. Nico, this is a real story, and I have a video, so yes, I will send it to you immediately <laughs> oh, after. There, I'm posting this evidence. on
1: my IG story immediately You're going to want on. to.
2: First off, his hair has never been longer. Never. It's like way longer than this. It's it was like so, so long. long.
1: So he Peak starts length.
2: rapping freestyle Pre- by freestyle. the name of Young Spider, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I think I like messed no. it up because my last name's
1: Webb, right? So no Young we Spider it. Web. But
0: I think I called him like Webby or something. Like Yo, Webby
1: <laughs> that. is an actual rapper. But,
2: yeah, oh. p-
0: but I put some just,
1: respect
2: on it. I like oh. no respect on, on his name, <laughs> I mean, none. I, it was really. Whoa. Like, it was just really something. This is my everyday life. Also, I will say, Quentin and I are probably, the amount of double dates we get asked to go on daily, we're very prideful about this, but it's
4: It's, a lot. It's on the up and up. Yeah. It's exponentially increasing. It's
2: exponentially increasing. You should see the latest group message. But anyways.
4: So second point, it kind of like, it really does kind of fit in with what everybody's been kind of saying, like healthy habits. What young Nico was saying about persistence. Young Nico, guys. And Dom was saying about, you know, not only dreaming, but doing. And I think what I was kind of wanted to piggyback off my first point as well, it's kind of focusing on certainty and like Mm. a confidence that kind of comes from being persistent. I think confidence is key, but like healthy confidence. Like I've got a certainty in like, You know, when this opportunity comes, I do bring this to the table. I'm confident in what I can do. Mm -hmm. And I've I've tested. I've trialed it. I've failed a lot. But I know based on this time when nobody was watching and doing, you know, practicing when nobody was watching, you know, reading those books, doing those podcasts, prepping yourself. There's a book. I still haven't read it yet, but it's called 10,000 Hours. Yeah, Yeah. It talks
0: about the
1: concept that like. John Maxwell. I don't know if it's John Maxwell, but it's like, you know. The
0: Outliers or whatever? In order to be. No, Out-
1: Outliers is a different book, but 10,000 Hours is like the 10,000 Hours of Mastery. So, yes. But that's basically to... Outliers
0: is like on that concept, right?
1: Oh, maybe. John no. Maxwell's brilliant. I'm not sure, but. Outliers is a book that basically describes that you are in the exact situation that you're supposed to be and there's different. Le- it's We'll talk about it after. Okay. But the record.
4: concept is but... just like. In order to master something, you have to put at least a minimum of 10,000 hours in it. You got to beat on your craft. You have to like refine it and sharpen it. But I think and really what I want to kind of touch on is like out of. If you're uncertain, you're going to lead people into uncertainty. Wow. So it's like if I'm not, if, if I'm leading, even like relationally in a relationship, if you're not certain in like who you are, what your values are, your relationship is going to be a, just a bunch of gray areas and like uncertainty in your job. Like if I want to manage somebody, if I'm uncertain about the vision or how to expand on someone's vision or, or how to go about a meeting or create action steps there's just going to be so much uncertainty and a bunch of lofty dreams and no action, no practical steps to get there. So if I'm not if I don't have healthy habits and I'm not certain in like, you know, vision or what I bring to the table or how to communicate things, like I'm just going to lead everyone into uncertainty. I approach going into a meeting differently if I'm well prepared, like if I know or I or a speaking opportunity or if I'm a singer, I'm going to approach a concert or differently if I've prepared. If I have a certainty like Oh, like I'm good. I've put in the hours. Mm. So there's something about just like simply like whether you've got the talent or not, just like beating on your craft, going over and over and over again, and like knowing what you're going to do before you're doing it. And like I was kind of saying earlier, like practice should be harder to, than the game. And I was talking with a good friend. His name's is uh, Luke Marjasani, one of my favorite guys in the world. He's over at Southeastern University. During preseason for soccer, we'd be doing the most intense workouts. Like we were doing sometimes three times a day. And one of the things we were doing was this thing that's at the Lake Hollingsworth. And this little thought I had is like Lake Hollingsworth has its worth. So we're going and like soccer is like really not <sighs> I like it. I love it, bro. Like it's not like an it is an endurance sport, but it's a lot of sprints. People people think it's long distance, but really it's like 20-yard sprints over and over and over again. It's really like a power sport. But Lake Hollingsworth, is, it's three miles and you have to run it for on the soccer team is like under 20 minutes. So we're literally doing just sprints all day. And then we get to this lake. I'm like, we're not going to be running nonstop really for 20 minutes. It's like you're sprinting and you're walking and like the ball goes out of bounds. It's all this different stuff, but it's like, it's a mental fortitude thing. It's like, it has its worth because like in doing this, like in practice, like I'm going to be ready for the game mentally, like physically, emotionally. When I feel drained, I'm upset. Why am I running this lake? It's literally 90 degrees outside. A hundred percent humidity. It's Florida. the hundred Out of doing that, I had like a certainty. Like when I get in the game, I'm ready. Like I'm going to be mentally strong because yeah. like in this practice, like I'm not necessarily going to be this exhausted during a game. No. Like at all. No chance. And so it's like, like it has its worth. So when you're in these things when like you're in obscurity or you're, you're doing these f- like first steps of I've never done social media before. And maybe you're doing a whole bunch of stuff. And you're like, I have no idea how to do this. this. is really stressful. And like, you're kind of frantically figuring these things out. It has its worth because, like, at the end of the day, like, when you're doing what you want to do creatively, you're going to have, like, this kind of confidence of, like, I've done things and made it happen when I didn't know what to do. Or I made this lake running around it in 20 minutes when I didn't know if I had anything left in the tank. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, those those things that maybe you overlooked, like, maybe they don't have, like, as much value. Like, it does. Like, those. Like, I think in Jeremiah 12.5, it talks about if you get tired running with men, then you're not going to be able to keep up with men running on horses. Dang. You know what I mean? So it's, like everything you're doing preach (laughs) everything you're doing now is literally preparing you for what it's for and like i'm not gonna like preach and go into that but like that guy that character in the bible like literally wouldn't have been able to do what he was going to do in the four different cities it was going to afterwards had he not been able to do what he what god had in front of him right there yeah Yeah. so it's like like what you're doing matters lake hollingsworth has its worth practice has its worth that's
0: literally so crazy because my second point was talking about being uncomfortable. Mm. yeah. And like Nate <laughs> talked about it today, but this whole entire summer, pretty much ever since I took on our social media, I've been uncomfortable. Like there's been days where I've literally just like sat in my room and like literally sat at the edge of my bed and been like, I've dropped so many balls. Mm. Like I would get text after text after text being like, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, to the point where they would literally call me and be like, Dom. And I remember this is like one time and I was at work. So I'm like working, trying to like do social media stuff. And then I get a call and they're like, Dom, let's talk. We need to fix this. Da, 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 da. Mm. And I remember just literally being like, I can't do this anymore. Like I suck at this. This is horrible. I'm not doing a good job. And then I just like took a second and I was like, okay, no, I'm fine. Mm. It was a bad day and you're uncomfortable, you know nothing. I knew literally zero about social media. I like literally put no filters on my photos, like <laughs> yeah. nothing. And I just think that everything you do is worth being uncomfortable for It is so worth wow. being uncomfortable because one day you'll be comfortable. And there is, there's literally been times where I'm like, I just want to go back to the old team that I was on where I know everyone, know how to do everything, would literally crush it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, there's no power in that, though. There's no beauty in a transformation when I'm doing something that I'm comfortable in. Mm. I think, like, this position, even though it is, like, so challenging for me, it is, like, the beauty of knowing that, like, eventually there will come a day when I will be better at this, I will be more organized, I'll be more prepared. And I would say, like, even... Close to mastering, probably not though, because you can never master social (laughs) media. But I think that there's just something with like going after something so uncomfortable. It's so hard. Like that lake has its worth, but like it's worth being uncomfortable for. Mm. And I think that if it's not worth being uncomfortable, you need to stop right now. Like if you like really, you're like, this is not my jam, this is not it. I don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. I don't see the doors that this is opening. Like you're just doing it for the sake of doing it. Stop. Mm. But if there's a passion behind it, if there's something, a little voice in your head that's telling you, okay, I know this seems crazy. I know you know nothing about this. But if you just keep going, keep pushing through all the L's, keep pushing through all the harsh whatever, like there is something beautiful at Mm. the end of this. And that is the only reason why I've been able to stay and try and like build this team and like create like cool stuff and whatever. And like even like editing, I was like telling Kenzie, that's like something that I really found out that I like love so much. But I'm like, I don't even think I would have found out that I love that if I didn't like stick through this.
1: Right.
0: You know, so like being uncomfortable is so important.
4: I love that. 100%. It's like she's on her big Sean. Last night took a no, but tonight I bounced back.
1: Tonight, oh my I goodness. I love that mental love fortitude. Pizza. Big Sean quotes, I'm here for it. Um, I mean, I can you just go out and, on a limb and say this like for right now for a fact, Dom, you're gonna get to a point sooner than you think where you're crushing this and you're comfortable and you're in a flow, and then you're gonna get called to your next moment. And then you're gonna find a whole new thing that's gonna make you uncomfortable. And you're gonna be like, dang, what is this? And then this moment that you're in now should be your testimony of being like, well, dang, I remember when I took over social media and it was terrible. And I felt like I can't do this anymore. And I felt like I was taking L's and getting beat down and I just didn't want to do it. And then boom, X amount of time later, I was crushing it. Now I feel so good sitting in this and then you're going to get called something else. And then you'll be like, okay, we're remember this moving forward with like every lesson because you're going to get called higher and higher to different and different, like, you know what I mean? That's how it goes because when, and I'm only speaking that from like straight experience Particularly yeah. like even within our community, like when we first launched doing production, boom, team is crushing it. I mean, it took a while to get there. So it's like, okay, year and a half in, we're like a well-oiled machine. I'm feeling great. We've got leads on leads. We've got like co-leads under leads. And I'm yeah. like, dang, this is so great. And then it was like, hey, let's take over, load in and load out. And I'm like, like that's literally what <laughs> yeah. I did. I was like, oh my goodness. So
4: For the listeners, he was just stale-faced
1: blinking just disbelief and then, we're
2: a mobile church so that's like you have to be there at what 4
1: 35 <laughs> like, it's like it's like 6 a.m and yeah. then like 11 p.m and yeah and then it was just like two of us i remember the first time i did it it was raining and it was just me and james shout out to james what a legend shout out. we actually have the same birthday just need to throw that out there that's james dope and I. I mean you guys same are both day, legends same month. same time same hour same mom whoa Whoa. (laughs) twins you guys look very different um
2: (laughs) yeah i'm not buying that so
1: i'm adopted oh my goodness okay we're gonna gonna cut this off uh we're gonna reel it in so i literally got to a point where i was talking to a mentor at the time where i'm like i i can't do this like talk about like no light at the end of the tunnel Mm. like no i'm done like i cannot do this and then it was like just stick in there just stick in there just stick in there next thing you know like I'm two and a half years deep. I love the team. Like, I can't imagine leaving it. Well, a machine feeling great. Then it was like, okay, right on up to what's next. Yeah. And I was literally just having a conversation about this the other day with someone that I'm really close with. Like, it just doesn't stop, which is beautiful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't say that in a discouraged way. I say that like hyped. like it just doesn't stop because through all of those moments, I've just been like tested and shaped and perspective shifting and all of these different moments. And I know that like, we're going to get there might take two years. And then as soon as we get there and I'm like in that place Mm. of comfort, boom, it's going to happen again. Yeah. And now instead of like fearing it or like avoiding it, that's actually what I'm gunning for is like, let me get this thing to be so fire and so comfortable that now I have to enter into like a new place of uncomfortability. Yeah. Because like expanding the temples, if it was easy to be great, everybody would be great.
4: Right. You know, I, I feel like life doesn't ever get like easier. I feel like your capacity just grows and you learn yeah. to adapt. You learn how well, to learn. Good. You like, you have systems for things. Right. And it's like, okay. And you kind of get like a timetable for, okay. If I just like, you know, you take what you learn, you bring it into the next season. But like, as you grow in your business, like relationally friends, all these different things, more opportunity, more responsibility comes. And it's like, really, you're like, you have the most time you ever have right now like it's only going to get busier you're only gonna have more things to do you adapt you get more capacity you learn how to be more efficient with things and you learn how to like this oh this worked over here and now i'm super uncomfortable here but i know that it took kind of like this amount of time so it's like i just need to give myself grace for this moment just like relax a little bit and kind of just like be persistent with it instead of wanting it like right now Like i'll be persistent with it but like your capacity grows to be like okay i can handle this i've done it before. I'm going to, like, do it again, but I just got to give myself, like, grace to grow. Like, kind of, like, relax on it a little bit. Yeah. Nobody really likes being uncomfortable, though. It's actually, like...
0: But I'm learning to love it. I'm learning to love... I feel like I'm in a good place when I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. It took me this week, because I was having, like, no light at the end of the tunnel. Like, I was moving all my stuff, and I was literally, like, I need help. Like, I can't do this anymore. I literally am so tired, like... I, I don't know what to do. And I was talking to my friends and they're like, if you hate it so much, like just go. That sounded like Satan, because that's what that was. No yeah. <laughs> but
3: like,
1: uh-huh.
0: like if they're like, if you hate it so much, like just just leave. And then it just took me just some time to be like, no. Mm. Yeah. No. Yeah. Cause you
1: were called to it. That's why you were put there.
0: And I was just like, no, I'm gonna stick this through. Sticking something through is like one of the hardest things to do. Everyone in our generation has commitment issues. I think like sticking with something and I was like I'm just going to stick with it. It's going to be so hard. There's going to be a thousand more conversations, but I'm just going to keep pushing through and I know something great's going to happen, you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the endurance that it's going to build in you is like invaluable. Yeah, exactly, cuz it's like my old mentor used to always say this to me, the more out of your comfort zone that you are, the closer you are to being who you're supposed to become, Nico, so like stop coming here and like wanting to do this was in dance. So I was like I joined this company based off of like my hip hop dance love, like my passion for hip hop and like my skill for that style of dance. And then I got into the company and it was like Monday nights, we do ballet Tuesday nights. We do contemporary Friday nights. We do tumbling. I'm like, fam, that's not what I want to do. I'm trying to go. You got served every <laughs> night. I did not know this about you. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's my Here we are. It's part of my past. Let's go. <laughs> um, Let, I need videos. <laughs> We'll it'll, be in the it secret, it'll be in the secret Facebook group. The vault, for That's sure. a
2: great plug. Thank you, Quentin.
1: Wow, let's go. So anyways, it's just like being uncomfortable, like never shy away from being uncomfortable because that's what's going to like pull that growth out of you.
2: For me, and- I always think about when I like started at ZLC, which I reference this all the time, but it's because it's like made such an impact to my life. But... That was the last thing that made sense for me at the time. That was the last thing that, like, anyone would have thought I would have done. I would have even thought I would have done. But I just, like, knew that that's what I was supposed to do. And that was, like, a very giant leap of faith to go do that. And it was like the best decision ever. And there's so many things that have come from that and like are still coming and will probably for the rest of my life. But I always think like, I never want to miss something like that again ever. And I feel like so often it's like out of fear of being uncomfortable Mm -hmm. or it's out of fear of change or fear of like, this wasn't what I had envisioned, you know? And it's Mm -hmm. like, obviously there's like a better vision than like my vision. But it's like things that I've just missed because of like the fear of being uncomfortable because it was something that made me like uncomfortable in every area of my life. Like not even just like school. It was just like, it changed everything. And I'm like, I never want to miss, I don't want to miss it. So like that, every time I am like taking a step or thinking about something like that's always what comes to mind. Cause I'm like, I see what's come out of that. And it's like, I know, I know like that. I know that I should do that.
4: You Mm -hmm. know? Also, if you're doing something like maybe this isn't like end goal for you, like if you can have the endurance in that and embrace that and embrace the uncomfortability in that, and like, kind of like, love it. You know, like when you get to where you want to be and you're doing what you want to do, you're gonna have that endurance. But you're gonna be excited about you know being there and doing that thing. So if you can yeah. find that, like I'm committed to this, maybe it's not what I want to do, but it's like where I'm at. So I'm gonna make this excellent. When you get to where you're gonna be, where you want to go, and what you want to do, like it's gonna feel like so much lighter because like this is what I want to do. I love doing this. I don't feel like Ugh, I yeah. hate this. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. And like I think I was talking to Kinsey about this because like, yeah. she's doing both. Like the business side and the creative side right now oh
2: yeah. yeah
4: and she loves the business side but she's the only one who could do the creative side but it's like mm. she's learning and like doing a lot of things doing both sides right now but like soon she'll be when just she signs with yeah, yeah right exactly
1: Which, So but then she'll just thrive more when she's in a management structure exactly because she'll exactly. have to be able to inform the vision even exactly. clearer boom
2: Bringing it back to Quentin's point for our last point to wrap this up. I don't really even remember what you said, but I was going to say this and then I did it. But just because it feels good doesn't mean it's right. So there's a lot of things. It kind of also wraps like goes back into my last point, but there's so many things. It's like you can take this opportunity. You can like date this person. You can like be friends with this people, go into this group go to the school but it's like just because it feels right doesn't mean it's good and I think because of like learning that I've kind of I will like overthink things and I'm more focused on what if I make the wrong decision then like okay there's like this miracle coming and like breakthrough and there's like this amazing like opportunity coming I'm more focused on being afraid of taking like the wrong step but I think mm. in order to be able to discern what you're supposed to do it goes back to everything that we've been talking about so it's like staying in your habits growing in your routine to where you're able to have like a clear mind and you're able to think clearly and you're not coming from a place of I'm so burnt out I'm just going to do this because this is what's here and it feels good yeah there's a lot of things in life that are going to feel good but it doesn't mean that it's like what you should be doing Correct. or what is right for you so I honestly like everything that we've talked about it's like working on yourself and growing and making sure that you're in the right headspace so that when the opportunity does come, you're able to like discern if that is the right one. Yeah. You know,
1: I love that because literally the one of the last things I wrote down was the idea of like, like right way versus wrong way. But really to me, it's right way versus the easy way. Yeah. is like mm. generally speaking, like That's taking crazy. the easy way out is not the right way. So right. when you're talking about like, it feels good, easy things feel good. Exactly. You know what I mean? And it's like, right. gen, it's like, you're going to have to do it the right way. Eventually. Like if you want to get there, you're going to have to do it the right way. In I'm still super young, but in the 27 years that I've lived, I have not crossed a bridge to this day that the right way was the easy way. Mm. You know what yeah. I mean? And in fact, going said air quotes, easy way ended up becoming the harder way and the wrong way because then I still had to backtrack or like go in this huge circle roundabout to get to the right way so you're Mm. like oh this is the easy way it must be the right way then you take the easy way the wrong way have to circle backtrack makes it way harder delays everything stunts your growth to then finally get to the right way so you're like dang actually Just taking it like on the chin at the beginning and just going with like the right way is going to get you there quicker and is going to shape you to be the person that you're supposed to be. So don't try to avoid by going the easy way. It's like you're talking about like you have to be in that headspace of like, all right, I need to just like make the right decision, even though this is so hard, like cutting a certain relationship, declining a certain job offer, you know what I mean? Whatever yeah. it may be, you're like, dang, I know I have to do this, but it's going to be so hard. Don't fear what it looks like on the outside. Like, just take that thing head on because it'll end up being easier in the long run.
2: Yeah. Mm. Great job, guys. Where can they find you guys? Nico, do you want to start?
1: You can find me on Instagram at Nico G. Evenoff.
0: I'll have it in the show notes. Dom, Dominique. Dom Robert and E. It's an X, because I'm edgy. She's so <laughs> like, edgy. So edgy. Yeah.
4: I love it. You can find me at Quentin the Quentin B. Webb. No,
2: Quentin B. Webb. Quentin B. Webb. She know.
4: She knows. It's because Quint-
2: he asks us all the time. Like, I don't know how you don't know. Quentin
4: B. Webb <laughs> on Instagram.
2: Amazing. Great episode, guys. Thanks for coming on. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Thank you so much to three of my favorite people for coming on. I will have all their stuff linked down below in the show notes. They're all a good follow, honestly um dom has really funny things she's recently become a vlogger on her instagram stories nico's are really inspirational and quinton's are mostly of me so you guys should all go follow them i hope you guys enjoyed today's episode um i hope to talk to you guys this week throughout the week in the secret facebook group if not i will talk to you guys next week love you so much and yeah i'll talk to you next week okay bye